Welcome to Dental All-Stars. I'm Alex Nottingham, founder and CEO of All-Star Dental Academy. And with me is Paula Harris. And we're going to talk about, we have a great interview about personal growth and how it precedes professional growth. That's our topic. Now, Paula is a coach, a speaker, uh, an author, all these great things she does, a mentor, a, a mom, and we'll learn more about that as well. And in this podcast, it's an interview. It's a part of a collection of interviews where we're focusing on business and personal growth. And when it comes to practice growth and business and personal growth, we have an entire event dedicated to business and personal growth. And that's the All-Star Practice Growth Summit. And it's going to be in South Florida on May 17th and 18th. And you can learn more at allstardentalevents.com. Please welcome Paula. Hi, Alex. It's great to be here with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, I'm wonderful really to have. I'm looking forward to the event. Yes, <laughs> and you're speaking at the event, and you do a lot of work on personal and business growth. That's like your cup of tea. So mm -hmm. I like to start with this question in this series of interviews, which is, how would you define growth? Okay, mm -hmm. why is it important? And then after we get to that, I, I like to go even deeper, like, what are some of the barriers in a dental practice? But just stepping back for a moment, how do you define growth and why is it important? That's a great question. I would say one of the best definitions of growth, and I'm talking personal growth uh, sure. since it precedes the professional growth, is, is breaking cycles. Um, maybe there are patterns in your life. Let's say, for example, you have um, something you're working on. I know for me, working on eating habits, working on fitness, working on anger issues, um, those types of things. You think, okay, I've got all my willpower here and I've dealt with that. And lo and behold, it comes up again and you make that choice again. So in order to break that cycle, I have to kind of step back and just go, okay, what I did last time, definition of insanity, didn't work. What choice can I make this time? To make this go, and that takes a lot of personal growth to get to that to that point. It does. So. I was talking with the team today about this. That mm -hmm. growth, even even quote spiritual growth. And I'm not talking about mm -hmm. religious, but but you know when you hear spiritual, you get like oh warm and fuzzy. Let's just call it like that. But real spiritual practice or personal growth practice, it's hard work. It's yes. not. There and, and then also we we look at business growth. We think about oh gr these great systems that are going to save me, but yes. it's actually facing the things that you don't want to face as a leader. So, you know, you heard the quote: "Smooth seas never made a skilled sailor." You want to be <laughs> great at leadership. You have to face the difficulties. You want to be great at life. You have to be able to face the difficulties. And you come in excited with the plan, and then mm -hmm. that anger takes you over, that frustration or that or that fear and oh and that like you said i like what you're saying is is professional growth right is preceded right beforehand yes. by personal growth right and you can't just cover it up with i mean yeah we can provide you very tidy or like eric our president of coaching and by the way you are the mentor for Eric Vickery, our president of coaching. One, one of them. <laughs> well, and we also are VP of business development as well, uh, Shelly. So one of many. Um, and yeah, so so it's in, like we said, he calls it coaching hacks. You can do them. Those are important. But you have to, if you don't address the underlying issue is what you're saying, the rest isn't going to work very well. That's right. I mean, you can you can implement new systems all day long. 
But if you don't have the people who have the personal development to go in and implement those systems, you're not going to get very far. And so I going, think this is a point of frustration in many practices. Yeah. And, and so tell me about the barrier. What would you say the biggest barrier to a growth of a dental practice is? I would say this, this personal growth issue, really. And, mm. and it's not just the team that we're talking about. We're talking also about the leaders, mm. the doctors. If they're not growing as well, and because, you know, John Maxwell, I'm a big John Maxwell fan, and Eric and Shelley have been through the, the training, and so have I, and he talks about the law of the lid. Mm. So the doctors tend to feel like they want a level five team member. Let's say we're talking one to five. They want that level five team member up here. But the doctor's commitment level and growth levels may be a three. Well, those team members are going to hit that lid on the way up. And it's going to be hard for them to go past the doctor's level of commitment and growth uh, to get to that level five that the doctor really wants. I see this play out often. That makes a lot of sense. And, and I also see the converse. I'll see a great team and I'll go to the doctor and say, you did this. And he or she will say, no, I did. And it was my team. But I know well, that's part of the reason why the dentist is doing well because of the humility. But I know that uh, behind a great team is a great doctor in the sense that they will attract that kind. And they're usually humble about it, right? There's a reason that happens. And you can't, what is it? Do as I say, not as I do. That is not yeah. going to work. It will work for a short yeah. period of time. You yeah. can you could manipulate or, or fool for a certain period of time, but eventually that will fail. I like how you mentioned Maxwell. And, and I think also... This idea of congruency. So at All Star, mm -hmm. so I'm the visionary CEO, well, you know, whatever. Um, I, I like actually the idea of visionary more in the sense that I come up with a lot of ideas. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say three out of, I said one out of 10 are good, but they, they, my team was nice about it. They said three out of 10 is actually good. So I'm <laughs> batting pretty, pretty good there, like major league. Um, but uh, I was struggling with, with something. And so the, our integrator, Shelly, VP of business development, uh, one of your mentees, uh, I was like, you know, nervous about it because I'm looking at numbers, and this, you know, because that's my job. It's always, well, what do we do? What do we? And she says, yeah. she said to me, you can be a firefighter. You can be a firefighter that puts out fires or a firefighter that um, makes fires worse. And I go, wow, that's pretty cool. And she said, yep. that's X Maxwell. And so she told me to read it and I read it. She was very proud that I, I, I did it because okay. I'm not bigger than and more important than anybody. I'm one piece of, of the puzzle. And, and I joke sometimes, I was talking with Eric today. Sometimes people confuse Eric and I as the CEO for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we have a beard, but he has hair and glasses. <laughs> and even today he was joking. He goes, so, so Eric, and he points to me and he goes, no, no, I mean, Alex. <laughs> so even he's confused of who's what in the company. But, but the congruency is what I'm showing here mm -hmm. is that the leader of, of the entire business, me, okay, it's not something that I, and Maxwell talks about this in the book. It's not, yes, at one level, it's because I have that. Uh, you know, imbued authority or whatever he calls it, but it's more when people respect you, uh, you you kind of they follow you because they respect you, they admire you, not because you have the title, because you are the doctor. It's right. because of of how you work. So, one of my team members has wisdom. Why am I not going to listen to that? And exactly. and and she was very proud and happy that 
wow, the person that I support is willing to learn and grow. And so to your yeah. point, it's very important that that doctors listening, which are the leaders and you are the visionary, you have the seat of the visionary, whether you like it or not. Uh, yeah. and, and so it's being part of that team. Uh, yeah. So you, you really... That that's you know, and that's also part of our human nature. We just want to like, oh, can you just find me that secret solution? You know, people say, I want to hire Shelly. I want to hire Heather. You know, my wife who does our phone skills and 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 okay. customer service uh, f- to make all my problems go away, right? <laughs> but it, it Dream. it's it, it's dreams, <laughs> and sometimes you get lucky yeah. and you find a great person, but yeah. are they going to stay that long? So what you're saying is, again premise behind business, it's you got to have personal growth. And personal growth, now let me break it down a little longer with here. Personal growth, and you talked about the law of the lid, because you're going to go so far. So personal growth has to happen for both the doctor and the team. Explain me how, how, and, and how does that happen? Because you're in like a dental business setting. How do you work on yourself uh, with there? Because when you talk about personal growth, that's getting vulnerable. That that's some heavy stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Vulnerability is vulnerability breeds trust. And if you're not vulnerable as a leader, doctor, office manager, whatever your title is, then your team, if you, if you present that you've got it all together all the time, uh, you're not approachable and they don't want to be around you. They really don't. Mm. They, they're not going to be vulnerable with you if you're not vulnerable with them. So I, I, I remember my doctor sharing some of his story and he, he started crying and we were all like, oh, because he's like a dominant analytical and this guy is sharing emotion. We were like, whoa, that was heavy. But it drew us closer to him because he was willing to share that. You don't have to be the tough guy and, and the tough woman all the time, you know, with your armor on. Just get real. Just get real and share what you're thinking, what you're feeling, um, things like that. I, I want to share an example of this personal growth stopping the growth of the practice. So let's say a personal growth item would be procrastination. How many analyticals do we have as dentists? How many analyticals like to procrastinate? And why do they like to procrastinate? Because they have a fear of making mistakes. So that fear of failure is holding them back, you know? And so they've got a dynamite team who's ready to roll and they're getting things done. They did what you asked them to do. They did the research on the project and it's still sitting on the desk and it's not happening. That personal growth of fear of failure, until we deal with that, that's going to be a barrier in the growth of practice. Does that make sense? Oh, total total sense. I mean, it's... You know, I, I'm thinking of Brian Tracy. I had the pleasure to write a book with him years ago, mm-hmm. but he says your inner world cool. reflects your your outer world, right? So, mm-hmm. and then you can say your outer world is your. So, I'm just speaking to the dentist here, is is your inner, and, and it could be for anything, right? So, even the team members, but it starts with the dentist because the dentist, <laughs> whether we like it or not, the visionary, they leave the practice, they're asking for leadership, um, and. And what they're what they're processing and what they're doing is going to be a reflection. And I do recognize because I was talking to the team today, we are a personal development company, if you will, mm-hmm. and yep. we have to also we do that with each other as as a team. And I realized for me as a leader, and it took a lot of work. And I have many coaches, and I still have coaches that work with me. But I realized I have to 
get in touch with my feelings, my emotions. I have to be able to be vulnerable and grow for the betterment of the company too. And and, and the team yes. members, they rely. If I'm not willing to do that work, it all kind of, mm-hmm. and so I've seen dentists because we have a mastermind group, they'll cry they, we, and we yeah. cry together in situations. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how it, you, you get past all the crap, the titles, it doesn't mean anything. We're yeah. human beings. Yeah. And then also yeah. patients, it goes, and we get to the patients. Patients don't care what you're, they see DMD, DDS, ugh. you know, you have the few that, who, who cares? You know, my uncle yeah. is, is a doctor. I remember I was afraid in law, I was, went to law school and I was afraid, oh, am I going to, am I going to succeed or fail or what law school would I get into? He goes, Alex, he says, what's going to be after your name, JD? Yeah. You think anybody's going to care where you got it from? They say, you know, he says, I'm an MD. They say doctor. They don't care. Yeah. Unless you're a professor, professor, right. nobody cares. So we have to throw all that away, the ego stuff, right? And it's a human business. People are going. And so my dad's great cosmetic dentist, panky trained fellowship, yeah. you know, top producer for uh, the Extreme Makeover Lab. And, you know, when I was working, when Heather and I were working with his practice, like he was like, well, look at my work. It's the best. Nobody does mm. this work. And he's right. But he's like, why are the patients not accepting treatment? Yeah. Well, part of it's marketing, but part of it is team. And part of it is what you do with the team. When he would be, when he would control and he would get um, triggered, right? Patients would feel that and move back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They and so it. it's the personal, it's that work. And like, right? Fear of, of the patient saying no, fear of, of, of I'm not going to make money or whatever, fear of the economy. All those things are going to just seep off you and people pick it up. We're in a people business. 93% of our communication is nonverbal. So as, as much as we try to hide it, it comes out. It absolutely does. That's why team harmony is so important. And that's another personal growth opportunity when you have a lot of drama on the team. And I, I want to do a flip side of that story I just told about the that's doctor, fun. the procrastinator. So the flip side of that is you've got a doctor who is growing. And he can't get the team to come with him. Oh, and again, that's a good that's one. A, that's a leadership deal. And and in this hiring market that we've had, people are afraid to let the turkey team members go because they don't think they can find anyone to replace them. Well, when you don't deal with your turkeys, your eagles will leave. Ooh, let me let me see that you. <laughs> wow, Paula, you're deep here. I got to feel that. Wow. Like a lot of stuff you're saying is code here. I can see. I mean, there's so much to unpack. Like, so you, if you get so stuck with the turkeys, you can't find the eagles. It's so true. Um, even, you know, I always say to people like, um, oh, you, you know, and I, and I have a model for it. So let me give you the model and then say, even I struggle with it. So my dad struggled, of course, with it, but it's easy to be the big shot and say, oh, you have to do that. But I do say this is, is we have the five steps to an all-star practice. The first mm-hmm. step is your vision. And we don't have to worry about what a vision is, you know, but even just think, what is the vision? What do we see? What is the picture? Draw me a picture. Tell me a picture. What we want to be and, and do. And if that team member or turkey in your scenario um, does not fit the vision, right. they got to go. And it isn't even, right. it's not about you. Stop making it about you. When you make it yeah. about you, you're going to make mistakes. If you're making about mm-hmm. the ideal you're standing, standing for, that you are the the holder, temporary holder of this business and what you're supporting in your team, 
then that's a different story. Now, I had a situation at All Star where I had team members that they were good, but they weren't what they could be. And then I met Shelly, one of your mentees. And I says, wow, this is somebody that I, I, I got to make a change. Yeah. And, and, and um, it's hard. And my wife it was freaked out. As a result, yeah. it took her months to adjust because she does not like change. I'm always yeah. putting my fingers in and making problems and stuff. That's my job as a visionary. She don't like that. But it worked out for the best. So so that, that's a great point you're making. I also have to I have to note we do have a hiring service. Yes, uh, we do. Yes, that dedicated the hiring team members and it's phenomenal. So yes, it's difficult out there. Yes, it is. I will I will say that. So part of the equation is part of the work of listening to Paula and learning is if you do it right, people will stay. Because if you yeah. understand yeah. that they're human beings and they have purpose and they and you and you take care of them, you work on yourself. There, you a, a a doctor that works on themselves versus the other insane right. people out right. there. Trust me, you'll have you'll have the 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 pick of the litter. They say right. So and the hiring service helps because you can focus and it's more. Uh, we have a higher success rate than dentists do, uh, mm-hmm. and it's less stressful. So there's ways to do it. So I like what you said is even with this situation, uh, you can still find good people and, and you got to be able to keep good people too. You don't want this Here's revolving door. If, if you have uh, a scarcity mentality, you won't believe that True. you can find anyone. True. So if you want to keep your eagles, don't sacrifice your vision develop personal growth and abundance mentality, abundance thinking. This was huge for me as a single mom with five kids, you know, to think abundance. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm just surviving one day at a time. (laughs) Well, I want to hear, I want to hear about your story, uh, about your own personal story. And I also want to hear about, we were talking about this, um, the self-worth issue, which uh, I actually have a book coming out later this year. It's actually in, in, publishing we're look we're, we're searching for a, a publisher now so it's exciting mm-hmm. but it's based on my uncle my my uncle the magician cool. so i have it's mymagicuncle.com and people can get a copy of the of the first chapter but it's a story of i had a mentor that taught me right um and he really he talks about this idea of, of low self-worth uh, a lot because ever since you were born he says you were put in a cage if you will you know your own room, your own bed. And everybody was saying, you can't do it. There's always somebody smarter, prettier, faster, more wealthy than you. It's all this stuff put it into mm-hmm. you, all this programming being done. You can't do this. You can't do this. This is what's going on. And so no wonder people are stuck with this low self-worth, right? But part yeah. of people like yeah. you, Paula, are here to de-hypnotize them from this, this thing. You don't have to accept this. So, right. so the goal is to unravel the low self-worth, but tell me about low self-worth and how does it play out in a dental practice? Well, it's huge actually. And it's um, one of the biggest reasons we're not closing more treatment. Um, And so what I see playing out, the the definition I use, which came from a great book called The Search for Significance. When I was in counseling, which let's see, I have had five, six different counselors. I don't know. And (laughs) when I was going through a crash and burn in my life, and this book really, really helped me deal with that deep stuff that's going on under there that you don't realize is there. And the definition of self-worth that I was following was 
as long as people like me, I'm a 10 on my head. Or as long as I'm performing well, I've got a 10 on my head. And, and those are both lies. And so I see that play out in the dental office all the time. You know, if the patients are happy, we're doing great. If the patient likes me as an admin person, and then, I, then I'm okay. But if a patient gets upset with me about their bill, I'm, I'm dropping to a three for about two weeks. Hmm. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of circumstances, the opinion of others and your performance that play into that number on your head. And the breakthrough is, you know what? I'm a 10 no matter what's going on. Yeah. That's the breakthrough. So how does that, how does that play out in dentistry? I see a lot of approval addiction. I'm sure you've heard that term. It's, it's that fear of rejection playing out that we're not going to tell the, I hear this from doctors who are just joining a practice, maybe as an associate or right out of school. Well, you know, I'm not going to tell them much that's going on in their mouth right now because I want to build trust. Okay, so I get that you want to build trust. Is that the way to do it? Because what if you tell them, I don't see anything today, come back for your next checkup, and then they break two teeth before they come back. And they go, well, I was just there, and they didn't say anything. So is that building trust? I don't think so. You're doing that because you're approval addicted. You don't want to to give them a big treatment plan. Well, don't give them a big treatment plan. Use the permission statement and say, is it okay if I share with you everything I see? It takes you off the hook. It's true. So so that's one of the things I I see playing out. I see um, we think we're doing them a favor when we finance them out in the practice. Well, what I found out is people don't like you when they owe you money. That's interesting. I've never, huh. (laughs) That is very interesting. I've never, I've never thought of it that way. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. I yeah, mean, some, so some will, some will need it, but again, we're imposing, we have to be very careful because we project, this is a psychological term called projection, but we yep. project, uh, what's in our mind out there. So if we're afraid, yep. oh, I don't, their money and, 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 you know, Heather talks about in her program, don't assume because we once had at my father's That's office, right. The manager of a water cooler uh, company, not a big position, who came in and wanted uh, work. And, you know, my dad's like, eh, you know, he doesn't have money. Heather's like, don't assume. He ended up doing a $40,000 case. So so you you don't never assume, presume, or anticipate. My uncle taught me that. That's right. uh, Wise. And, and if you're, and, and you're, you know, you're, just touching the surface. We talk about this yeah. in our mastery total case acceptance program. We'll be talking a bit about this at the summit as well. I mean, certainly your program will. Um, is is in terms of of getting the perspective right in your mind, and then you get those tools and tactics to be able to 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 support that. If that makes sense, um, and uh, that makes a really good that makes a great point because. Uh, when you know their disc, we talk about that. So we, we have some podcasts mm-hmm. on that. When you start to understand, take a moment, breathe, get your ego out of it. And it's interesting. Yeah. Ego, we think ego, it depends on how you define it. Sometimes you have a, you know, a little self-confidence. Okay, a little of that is okay. But ego sometimes can be very protective. I know yes. already. Why do we say that? Yes. Because we yes. don't want cognitive dissonance. We don't want to then feel mm-hmm. bad that we, we don't know and then we're no good enough. It's all mm-hmm. about this. I'm not good enough. All these things, and yep. and it's interesting. You say is like, you, you made a point that 
and I kind of laughed inside because I because I do a lot of work on myself. And you were saying that, uh, oh, you don't see it. Oh, I see it. You know, I see these things coming. <laughs> I've been working for decades on them. Doesn't mean I win all the time, but I'll, I'll <laughs> often see. Or then after, I'll go, ooh, what was that all about? Well, there's that ego again. You know, all right, we'll work on that. But we don't yeah. want an inner war. We're not bad. First of all, this is very important. We're not bad for having a low self-worth. We're not bad for having some of these things. Even being a little bit of an egomaniac, whatever your thing is, you're not bad. It's just starting to deprogram and understanding, does it serve you anymore, this behavior? Is there a better Mm -hmm. way? And this is what's so cool about, you know, I'm talking about, first of all, coaching is amazing. And also who you're around. Like the events like the Practice Growth Summit, the idea was mm-hmm. to have wonderful, bright people that are teaching. But I'll tell you, I was talking to Dr. Paul Etchinson before. So Paul and Paula. And, yeah. and he made a great point. Uh, he was saying that, yes, the content's amazing, fine. But just being around these people, there's just osmosis, mm-hmm. there's the ability, the wisdom, yes. like just me spending time with you remotely, the wisdom I'm getting and for the podcast listeners, what they're hearing. Imagine being in front and people talk and have a snack with with the people that you resonate with. Okay, so self-worth again, we we, uh, we can go on. And it was funny, even before in the oh, green yeah. room, we were talking, uh, you followed directions so well. We had another topic that we we're going to do. I'm like, not today. We don't have the time, but we will do another <laughs> podcast with you. Uh, I can go unlimited just with Paula. So tell me about your personal story. This is great. I don't know uh, about you. How did you become, I, I, I know what you are now. You're very accomplished uh, and I know you're humble about it, but I've seen what you, you do. I, I'm the beneficiary of your disciples, but how did you become where you are today? I heard you you worked in a dental office. I mean, I'm just getting bits and pieces, but tell me your personal story. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a long story and, and as old as I am, the story is pretty long to tell it all, but I'll give you a brief summary and- okay. Um, I've had five careers. This is my fifth one and the one that's lasted the longest, 30 years. So um, I have a degree in deaf education or professional musician. I used to have a plumbing supply business. And yeah, <laughs> and then working in dentistry. And I was in a crash. And, I had a bakery, a bakery for six years. And I was in a crash and burn from the bakery. I actually walked out of the bakery one day and never went back. Had about 12 employees. and. Wow. Um, it was a horrible time in my life being, uh, supporting, trying to support seven people. So I didn't know what I was going to do after that. And my dentist kept asking me to come work for him. And I kept saying, I don't want to do that. And he didn't give up for like three, four months. So I finally gave in and started working in his practice and had absolutely no training, made tons of mistakes. I always tell team members this because I don't want them to think I'm perfect. <laughs> I learned I learned a lot from all the mistakes I made. And then another office I went to, I had a wonderful leader who was a personal developer. And I still stay in touch with him. He's an amazing man. He really believed in personal growth and taught me so many things. Um, but it was it was really hard coming out of that meltdown, breakdown to come into a dental practice, not really know anything about dentistry and have to learn from scratch. All I had going for me was a work ethic and an attitude, a great attitude. (laughs) And uh, I I pushed those things into um, the good positive category. But, you know, I had conflict with team members because of the low self-esteem. I was sensitive and emotional and the crybaby. And 
and uh, ready to quit. And I'm so glad I didn't walk out. I was ready to quit. And he talked me into staying. And I'm so glad that I did because I grew from that. Um, so that's a, now, my story. Just a clarity. You were a single mom yeah. with five kids and yeah, multiple businesses, walked out of the bakery, finally did mm-hmm. dentistry. We're dealing with some, you said, was you had some self-worth issues or you had some uh, things there, but you said you had a good attitude. Uh, I And I assume the same thing happened with, with Shelly uh, and Eric in terms of your doctor exposed you, I assume, to some of this personal development mm-hmm. stuff like like yes. Maxwell and boot camp and other things. That's right. Is, yes. is, it, which is it's kind of funny because as we're listening, I'm just like, okay, so you know, I don't know if you know, but my background is Tony Robbins, one of my backgrounds. So. I mean, yeah. the short or, mm-hmm. short story is my dad's a dentist. Mm-hmm. He wasn't good at business. I He always told me to not be a dentist. Got my law degree, my MBA, or for Tony Robbins, okay? Then we helped this business, did very well. The rest is history now, all-star. But with Tony, he would always say, model the best, right? What are the best doing? Um, and the the thing that's, that's happening now is, is, you know, the dentists that are listening we're like, okay, model what's going on. Model what you want. You you named the issue here, which was hard to find the right team, self-worth issues for the leader and for the team, uh, cohesiveness, all these things that are happening in that personal development and all that precedes the business work. Well, what we see, what happened with Shelly, I told that story when I interview her, I tell it multiple times. We saw you're another one that happens. And Erica, president of coaching, the doctor poured into the team. And because of that, the team members became amazing more than their capability. Mm -hmm. And it was a benefit for them personally. And of course, for the business. I mean, imagine you have this opportunity dentists, I mean, to, to, to take your team to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And that was through coaching and through events and being around other people and seeing it was possible because once the light switch goes off and there's a shift in the, in people. Uh, it's it's amazing. So one of my one of my dental consulting friends, actually he's a medical consulting friend. I call him Uncle Jay, part of the fa- our family. Um, but he always says like, why train people? Why why have them go to these events? I'm like, it's not cheap. Listen, it's not cheap. I mean, uh, we we offer financing stuff, but but th- it's not cheap to go to to an event. And he's like, why put all this in them? Why put coaching into mm-hmm. them? And they're going to leave one right. day, right? Yeah. Well, he says, I what if you <laughs> you hear that a lot? What if yeah. you don't? And they right. stay. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. And Absolutely. we're already having to pay people more and everything more. Mm-hmm. And are we getting the yeah. same back? Probably not. So I say take a portion of, of that wages and put it into mm-hmm. coaching, put it into taking them to an event to inspire them around these people and model what are others doing. And I know it's hard, but it's supposed to be hard. You don't change if it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. My wife, her, she goes to dental practice. Uh, one of her, so my dad's retired, but we, uh, he just he kind of does some traveling work. Um, so I go see uh, one of um, one of our our dentists with All Star, but a, a friend, very close friend, is in our yeah. mastermind. Mm-hmm. And I say, Heather, stop going to your practice that you're going to because go to an All Star member. We'll keep it in the family. What are you doing? And she goes, Well, I love the hygienists, which of course, right? They love the hygienists. And so she goes in, she says, listen, doc, it's been years. She says, you're not, you keep saying, you keep saying you're going to do the program. You don't do the program. Right. Um, and my husband keeps pushing me to go somewhere else. And the doctor said, you know what, Heather? She said, 
it's actually a good time because we were the reason we didn't do your program is we were doing so well and we didn't think we had to do anything. Now we're not doing so well or we're, we need help, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, not doing bad, but now it's starting to bother, you know? And so they go, let's come to the event. Let's do it. Let's, let's go and, and do some training. So you and I are both about proactivity. You, I still mm-hmm. get coached myself. I, everything that we're mm-hmm. talking about, we still do. Yep. We live yep. it um, because we know it works. And some days you never want to be desperate, but if you are, now's the time to change because you had a, a breakdown and you, you know, that's one way to do it. You also yeah, can right. be, a, it's one way and it, it's the hard way, but we don't want to uh, have to break, it. we right. don't want to break down every time. No. And that's one way, but wisdom is what are they doing? Let me do it. Mm. Let me model what they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I need a, you know, any little bit of improvement, make the investment. Yeah. If I'm doing great, make the investment because mm-hmm. then you may not. So these are the, the mindset. And, and then you're on top of that. Yes, we have economic situations, but I, I always say, that you have corporate dentistry, and I'm not against them. We do work, we do speaking for DSOs and so on, and many do it very well. But I'm saying to those who are listening, I come from my father's a dentist, single practitioner, right, type thing. Well, he had a partner, but a smaller $2 million whatever practice, 2.5. But the point is, is we like, you and I, Paula, we like that the playing field is even. Everybody has a chance because corporate is going to come in there and just pluck off Anybody who's not making these investments and being proactive, you're going to be plucked off because you're not going to retain the team. They're going to be pulled. That's right. Um, you're not going to be able to to differentiate, and you're not growing. And your t- and your patients are going to see that. So, yes. what the vision of All Stars has expanded over the last ten plus years. But I think one of the newest visions that I have for All Star is that we can provide through all the things that we do the professional services to be able to provide that that businesses can compete now with corporate. They can now have a say. It's self-determination. Everybody can play and let the mm-hmm. marketplace decide, which is yeah. I'm going to work with people that care and love what they do. And I'll tell you this because you know we're kind of getting to know each other too, Paula. I have a, a, a wish I have for dental offices and they love when I say this. I don't know why, but I wish that you ha- all of you listening have a very boring practice. You come, yes, yes, very boring. You come to work, you love what you do, your Mm -hmm. team loves what they're doing, your patients come and refer, they're happy, you're making great money, and you have free time. No drama, no drama. And of course, you're doing the work, you're coming, yeah, of course, you're coaching, you're doing the work. But the reason it's easy and it's boring is you do the work, no drama. That's right. So, right, aiming higher. It's really, you know. A lot of teams are afraid when you bring in someone like us to the yep. practice, like, oh, no, they're going to make us wrong. They're going to change everything. They're going to no. fire somebody. And I'm like, you know what? We're not here because something's wrong. We're here because we want to aim higher. Yes. You're doing a lot of things right. Let's let's go to the next level. And, Absolutely. you know, I, I like the level concept because we have a lot of younger generation people in the dental office now. They grew up on video games and they're always looking for the next level. So one of the things that I really think helps with the growth is developing levels for the positions, like four levels for assistants, three levels for hygienists, four levels for admin, and and let people move up. Let them feel like they're moving up and and create parameters for what those levels are. And they they see, they actually visually quantify their growth 
experience in your practice. And I think that's a, that's a powerful way to help the team members see that they are growing. So Paula, I have two last questions for you and you can probably yeah. put them all together. Sure. There, okay. One is what are listeners going to learn if they come to your, uh, and by the way, just as we're speaking, and depends on when this launches, this, this podcast, when it drops, but as of this drop, which is probably a few weeks before it drops, we're already like a third sold out and we just started promoting, which is exciting. Uh, so by the uh -huh. time you're listening to this, it's probably 50% or more. So, and then we, then early bird kind of rolls off. So definitely go to allstardentalevents.com. You can, you can learn more about the speakers on there. You can read about Paula, her bio, uh, as well. Um, and you know, look to sign up for the program as well as any of the intensives you want to add. So tell me what are listeners going to learn? They've come to the event. I want to see Paula Harris. Wow. This is amazing. She's just like me. You know, I've, I've been, a, you know, team members and doctors, and you can speak to all of them. They want to come see you. Um, what are they going to learn? And why should dentists and team members come? Oh, that's a great question. <clears throat> I think I'm going to answer your second question first. Okay. The reason that they should both come is because, let me use the word picture. If you've watched a movie and it's a two hour movie, and this is going to be, you know, longer than two hours, and, and you are trying to share with your friend about that movie. Can you really relay what happened? Can you really get into the emotion and the, the pull that it had on you and the inspiration that you felt? It's really difficult to share that. So I see this happen all the time where a doctor will go to a meeting and come back to the team and start rolling out all this stuff they want to do. And the team's like rolling their eyes. Oh, you want to do another seminar, you know? And, and so why not have them there with you? so that you can mastermind and build on the ideas together. Because one of the biggest um, factors in leadership is, is using your team to help you mastermind and come up with ideas. The, the single leadership style, as opposed to the team leadership style, is, is old school. It doesn't work anymore. The team wants to be a part. They want to contribute. So I think that's the answer to your second question. Um, what we're going to cover, what we're going to talk about is what we just described today as the biggest barrier of, of lack of personal growth. We're actually going to talk about five strategies and how to transform, how to break through. And these are some of the strategies that have worked, strategies that have worked for me in my personal life. So I can, I can, I can uh, tell you they've worked. They do work. You're and, you're, and you're humble because you've worked with hundreds of clients personally coaching over the years, uh, many, 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 and, and, and gave many, many, many lectures. So this is stuff you've been doing for quite a while, uh, and, oh, and yeah. you've seen the effectiveness of it uh, with yes, respect to that. Um, yes. And like I mentioned before, I mean, I know a lot of people are fans of Eric Vickery and Shelley and, and you know, well, especially those two, but you're the, the mentor behind all that. It's kind of cool because I hear you talking. I'm like, hey, they said that. I know where they came from. Uh, well, it, well, it takes a village. There's it, it, a lot of people that poured into me. Of, of and course, but I'm that's so that's thankful. the product. That's what's amazing is is we want more. We want to create more Paulas out there, and that's amazing for practices that have a Paula. Right, your doctor had to beg you to come, and so doctors already have Paulas there. There, that's the thing. You have Paulas and Shelleys and Erics in your practice that you we haven't unleashed their potential. That's right. 
um, completely uh, until we expose. And they go, wow, they're like me. And now you have them hooked. And now you have, and, and I'm telling y'all, this is something that you can do year after year. That's what we're trying to, again, this whole idea of boring, I'm trying to make it easy because uh, I like it easy, is you follow this every year, the same model. Different different content, uh, different things you need to know, right. but you know that, you know, because you see what our vision is looking to do and align with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that you can come. I also say this is uh, we have, I'm going to put two links in the podcast area. One is All Star Dental allstardentalevents.com uh, where you can sign up for the the program and read more about it. You can go to allstardentalacademy.com learn more about hiring or any of those other things that we do. I'm also going to put a link to, we have a, an ebook. So if you can't make it because of the dates or or you like to just have more information, we have an ebook that I'll put the link, uh, which has highlights of all the speakers and some of the really some wisdom that they have. It's a short ebook, but a nice, uh, a nice bonus to kind of go through. So I, I hope you guys can come if you can't, because whatever, or it's sold out, that's fine. I have the ebook. We do them every year. We, you know, this, the topics will always change, but we just want to spread the love out there for dentistry. We know we can't be everywhere, but certainly with digital stuff, we can. Um, so that's there for you. Check the notes, the podcast notes, mm-hmm. the YouTube notes. Speaking of which, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Get episodes as they're released and share with your friends. Thank you, Paula, again for being on the program. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. And until next time, go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.